I don't know if an election cycle can literally drive you insane, but it would be crazy to not take stock of the mental health impact of our elections, specifically that steady barrage of scary voice announcers threatening you and your kids with the end of the world if you don't vote for this or don't vote for that or even if you don't vote. So what do professional therapists do for their patients when it gets to be too much? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we speak with Las Vegas certified counselor, Dr. Jim Jobin, co-host of the podcast Pod Therapy, and we get a little elections therapy ourselves today. It's Monday, November 7th, 2022. I'm David Figler, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Welcome to CityCast Las Vegas, Dr. Jim Jobin. Hey, thank you so much for having me and uh, excited to talk about the very worst parts of the human experience, the democratic process. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, look, let's just let's just make the statement that it is important and that whatever goals those who are out there with their messages have, whether it is to induce terror or to dissuade us from participation or whatever, there's a lot of feels that are happening. So election week is finally here. And of course, this is something we've been anticipating for a while. Dr. Jim, can I call you Dr. Jim? His Excellency, please. I love that. Dr. Yeah. Jim is excellent. Jim is or, Okay. <laughs> I like Dr. Jim. Just makes me feel like I'm actually getting a free therapy session. Out of it. <laughs> Dr. Jim, what are you hearing from people about how they're feeling right now? You know, tensions are always high. And and I think in the modern era, so to speak, of elections, they have felt so much more high stakes. Obviously, the presence of some really big people like Donald Trump and things like that, even if they're not on the ballot, that shadow that they cast makes a lot of stuff feel like life and death. And so there's a lot looming, of stress Looming shadows, there. looming shadows. <laughs> That's right. This election in particular, with women's reproductive health being very much on the ballot across the country, a lot of my people feeling a lot of stress, a lot of urgency, and the ads are designed to cause that, and they are working. Yeah, and and that's unfortunate, but that is our media diet. And I I, I hasten to say it, but it, it seems like people can be a little obsessed with what they're being fed. So what are ways people can fight that urge to stay glued to their phones or, you know, to to turn off that radio or whatever it is that these messages are coming from? You know, it, you're absolutely right. Obsessed is the right way to think about it. And we have to appreciate how much science goes into this to get people's behavior to go in the direction that the political people want it to go in. And so it's just like a bag of potato chips, like they're carefully designed to make sure you can't have just one. And the ads work in that direction, too. And so they're doing everything they can to get human beings' cortisol levels to spike, our epinephrine levels to spike. They want us to suddenly feel the surge of fear that causes humans to behave in certain ways. Right. And that can cause us to become addicted to the information because it feels like 
we need to know more in order to protect ourselves or protect our families, and it becomes obsessive. And then the second thing that happens because of that is we then feel guilty or ashamed if we're not fully engaged, if we're not fully paying attention, if we're not following up, reading more or waiting until after that commercial break, we feel like we're irresponsible and we come under this false impression that we have to take all this in, but you don't. So one of the things that therapists will often talk to people about is giving them permission to disengage from that content. Mm. There are things in the world that are caustic, toxic, nauseous, and they are just kind of not fit for healthy human consumption. If it's toxic to you, you have the right to disengage from it. And this is something that I tell my patients all the time. Have your thumb on that mute button. You know, be ready to go. When those ads pop up, when those stories pop up, when you're scrolling your social media and you suddenly get this core dump of hate or terror, you're allowed to step away from that information. I'm wondering though, even with those tools, the messages are still coming at people like a barrage of missiles. And you can't duck them all. I mean, a mailer comes in, you read it real quickly, boom. And I'm going to use a layman's term for something that is probably very clinical in different way is you're triggered. Right. And you hear a radio ad or at the end of a radio ad, or you're like, that's ah, not right. You know? And so what is the toll of just that messaging that's geared toward the fear centers of our brains? There is a real human toll. And, and I think not just for us grownups, but also for our kids. Mm. And I think a lot of times we don't really notice them in this conversation because we know the ads are not for them. They are not going to vote. They cannot vote, but it still hits them. And, and they're part of that splash damage. I have a seven-year-old daughter and, you know, on any given day, this happened a couple of weekends ago. She's watching YouTube on her iPad, just being a little kid, having a great old time, yeah. reading a, or watching a show about coloring. And what then a great life. Yeah, what a great life, just bliss. And it splashes to an ad and all of a sudden this terrifying voice comes on and says, in a world without coloring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Catherine Cortez Masto oh. hates your children yeah. and loves criminals. And, you know, my little girl comes running and she goes, daddy, some lady named Catherine is coming. Yeah, there's me. my boogeyman. Oh. There's a boogeyman. And, you know, it's tough and she's just a little kid. But the, the tone of these things, the urgency of these things, the way that they try to target our communities and our neighborhoods and speak to us as a group, the toll to answer your question is sometimes quite large and it's invisible because it sticks to us. It causes us to feel that sense of stress, that lack of safety. And even for our households and our family life, this stuff can be, again, noxious, you know, toxic. It, it really causes disarray. So how do you handle that? I mean, especially let's talk about the kids, because, you know, I'd like to think that we're all adult tough. We've been through these cycles. We've seen them slowly ramping up into this, you know, cacophony of anger and grainy messaging and coming for you. <laughs> but how do we take care of the kids who this affects? I mean, take me through it. Your daughter runs in and she's like, who's the scary CCM? Or why does Adam Laxalt want to bite off my head? And, <laughs> you know, what do you do? What we teach people to do with children like that, one of the first and most primary things that, that humans need, and especially children, they need safety. They, they need to just 
feel that the world is boring and predictable and routine. And things like this, because they're not just a scary commercial for a Halloween movie, they're talking mm. about your community. They're saying words that your kid knows, like Las Vegas. Mm. You know, and, yeah. and these are also sometimes names that your kid has been taught to appreciate. You hear, oh, Steve Sisolak. Oh, he's zoomed into my, you know, classroom before and on, and we all talked to him on Nevada Day or something like right, that. Right. And now you're being told that he's a, a grimy monster who's going to destroy everything. Yeah. It shakes that foundation of safety. So as a parent and a therapist, what we want to do is we just want to calm that down by normalizing the message and by giving them some of our experience, being able to not take it very seriously, to seem unshaken by it, to reassure them and say, oh, no, that's that's nothing, honey. That's not a big deal. She's just a nice lady and she works for Nevada. She's one of our helpers. Well, is she going to hurt us? Is she trying to help bad people? You know what? Somebody out there wants you to think that because they want you to vote for them, honey, but everybody's safe. Everybody's okay. A lot of parents feel like they need to sit them down and explain political processes and get into the weeds. Mm. I don't find that that's very helpful. I find that you can just reassure kids with big picture safety and just kind of remind them, hey, I've been around for a long time. <laughs> and you know what? Everything's okay. We're all going to vote. And then you're not going to see one of these things for another year and a half. And it's all going to be back to, you know, regular old commercials about cookies and, and fast food. Do you all, do all you professionals talk amongst yourselves about how this is affecting the community, the things that we've been talking about, the toll of the barrage of negative messaging, the the inner interactions with kids, et cetera? What, what are you saying to each other about this? You know, this didn't used to be a big part of mental health. It, it was something that very rarely intersected with our world. We would talk to people about anxiety and depression and relationships but in 2015, 2016, politics really started growing in the mind of the average person and the stakes became very high. And throughout this time that we've lived in, you know, with the great pandemic and all these incredible, important events that happen and democracy itself sometimes being up for discussion and, and impeachments and all these things, the average person is very much affected by these big, huge things thoughts and a lot of fears. So politics on both sides of the aisle now greatly influences people's mental health. And I, I got to tell you, I mean, when you're seeing patients, I remember on January 6th, you know, during that, that fateful day at the Capitol, I had patients scheduled that day. And here I am trying to talk to them and they just saw the news and they're worried we're not going to have a country in a few hours. That's a scary day for people, you know, and there's been many scary days since. This is now a bigger part of mental health care than I think any of my colleagues or I ever expected or have ever seen in our careers. I'd imagine that there is probably some, you know, comfort in the resilience. I mean, we've been through wars too many, sadly, and we've been through impeachments before and we've been through heightened, you know, uh, political rhetoric from one side to the other. I don't disagree. It just seems like it's the same plus more intensity, the same plus more intensity as we kind of keep going down this daisy chain. What advice do you specifically have for people who just can't get away from 
that pressure of it, the obsessiveness of it, the the toll of it. Something we teach is some theory that comes from something called cognitive behavioral therapy. And it really has to do with asking yourself questions to help better understand what is probably going to happen. We call it right-sizing the fear. And it's tricky whenever you Mm. live in unprecedented times, you know, because it's like, well, I don't know how to right-size an insurrection. (laughs) I don't know how to right-size Russia invading Ukraine. Like, these don't feel common. It's hard for me to say, oh, that happened two years ago. You know, these feel very abnormal. But even so, what therapists want patients to remember is that if they can kind of sit down and talk themselves through it, talk to yourself the way you would talk to a friend. If a friend came to you and said, oh my gosh, you know, the world's going to end. It's Putin versus Biden. What are we going to do? You might tell them, look, I've been around for a little while. There was a time when we used to teach school children to crawl under their desks and prepare for a nuclear bomb to imminently land upon their community. Times have still endured. Society is still here. We're still here. What's probably going to happen this week is you're going to get at a long red light. You're going to grab a cheeseburger from McDonald's. You're going to pay way too much for a coffee and you're going to not get enough sleep and go to work. It's probably going to be boring. It's probably going to be routine, probably not going to be life changing or life ending, but reshaping the thought, right sizing the reality through those careful, rational talking skills really brings it down for a lot of people and helps them kind of endure and get to the next part. Yeah. And that, that all sounds very sage. I'm going to, uh, TLDR that by saying, uh, and just take solace that capitalism will always win. And those people aren't going to let you fall. Um, just joking, of course, but you know, you actually made me think of something else. Like I would imagine either you or, or your colleagues will get patients sometimes that are like, um, look, I, I think I'm a smart person, but I also, buy into conspiracy theory X, conspiracy theory Y, very, very like entrenched. When folks like that come in that are just so clearly down that stony path, (laughs) what can you do, if anything? It's a great question. And more, again, than ever before, this generation of therapists have had to deal with this. And I'll tell you, it's more complicated than you may even realize because it bumps up against our ethics. It becomes this question of what ethical influence should I have about this person? You know, am I here to convince them that there's a truism about the world? Is that me imposing my cultural worldview on them? And and if I look at their worldview and I think, well, I don't think that there's, you know, a Pizzagate conspiracy or something terrifying going on. Is that my place to, to be this fact checker, this reality shaper for them? Yeah. And a lot of therapists struggle with that because we don't know that that's our role. We're really here for mental health. These events and these these theories, these perspectives are greatly influencing your mental health. And somehow we have to walk the tightrope of teaching you the thinking skills that will relieve the symptoms that you're having while also still offering respect and deference to your free agency as a grown-up to decide what you believe and not necessarily to take a position to try to take that away from you. It, it is a very complex thing to try to navigate. What a what a difficult typewrote you describe. You know, look, I, I think that a lot of people are getting very anxious. I think that steady diet to the fear centers is getting people uh, bloated in ways that are creating, you know, all sorts of tolls and problems, as we've discussed. Maybe even if one of our listeners 
groups is going through that now and they don't have access to uh, a qualified counselor or therapist to, to, to help them. Can you just maybe walk them through an exercise or how you can like alleviate some of that anxiety rising? Absolutely. So the, I'll give you one exercise that we use a lot in cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, which is a metaphor. We talk about horses and zebras. And so the joke is, if you heard the click clack of hooves outside of your window right now, but you couldn't see the animal making the noise, if you had to bet all your money, would you bet that animal is a horse or a zebra? Now, it might be strange that there's a horse in your neighborhood, but we live in Nevada. There is a horse somewhere <laughs> nearby. Right. At any but, time. <laughs> that's right. At any given time. But zebras are rare and unusual and exotic and not ordinary. And in life, whenever we're triggered by something, the click clacking of hooves in our, our YouTube window or on our radio, we're hearing something that startles us or frightens us. We need to ask ourselves, okay, what's the horse explanation? Something ordinary, common. I'll hear it about it again next year and the year after that and the year after that, because that's probable. That's what's most likely. The zebra explanation is rare and exotic and unusual. So take Russia, right? And, and this situation with the conflict. You hear about Russia and Biden saber rattling about nukes. Okay, what's the horse explanation? Oh, uh, he did this with Trump and before that Obama and before that Bush. <laughs> and right. This has been going on a long time. Russia v. America has a long legacy of saber rattling and angry talk. And we're still here. So the horse explanation, what's common and ordinary, is that he'll be doing this with the next president, whoever that is. The zebra explanation is that these are the end times and we all have mere days to live <laughs> before these two gentlemen blow everything up. Yeah. But we have to come back to that question. If you had to bet everything, would you bet on the zebra or the horse? And you know what? The horse makes more sense. And if you can remind yourself what that horse explanation is, it'll usually steady your spirit and you'll feel some relief from some of this anxiousness. That's fantastic. And although we live in Las Vegas, which is a, a, a place known for outrageous betting on low information <laughs> uh, and the unlikelihood of an event occurring, I, I hope people will take that sage advice to heart. Dr. Jim Jobin, thanks so much for, you know, taking it down a little bit, calming a little <laughs> bit of the levels of anxiety as we are almost at the end of this one. And uh, I hate to say probably about to start the next one, whatever that might be. <laughs> There's always another crisis coming around. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us on CityCast Las Vegas. We really appreciate you. Thank you, David. And that's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you turned off the radio to avoid the political ads and enjoyed this podcast instead, why not tell a friend? Make sure you're both following this show and leave us a review. Then subscribe to our amazing morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news, including election stuff, from around the city. Talk soon. You could cut that out if you didn't like that.